Hey y'all, and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm by myself today. We have a pretty busy schedule with four days of recording, so we're going to have the guys join in here and there whenever they can, uh, but generally it'll be kind of sporadic and stuff like that, uh, just because it's like after work and there's a lot of E3 going on, so I'm excited to share with you guys. Uh, day one of E3, we have the Ubisoft event and the Gearbox event. Those are the two we're going to be focusing on. Uh, we'll mention Devious Eyes event a little bit because we're going to have them on the podcast in a couple days. They're going to be hanging out with us, talking about the cool games that they presented at E3. Uh, one in particular that I uh, cannot wait to get my hands on, so we'll talk about them uh, at the end. But let's first thank those amazing Patreon patrons over on Patreon. Uh, we are talking Sunny, Kevin, Marco, Scotty, and Fly Pirate. If you guys want to become an executive producer, go on over to our Patreon and join the club. You get free sticker for just a buck a month. You can get mugs, free giveaways. Matter of fact, we just interviewed Ty Abbott, the game developer, last week. Uh, he gave us free copies of his game, his last game, so we just sent them to everyone that was a patron. So that's the kind of cool stuff that can happen over there. Anyways, let's get on over to E3 and discuss all the cool shit. All right, we are beginning with Ubisoft. Uh, again, as part of our little rules that we have here, we do want to mention that the employees at Ubisoft uh, have allegations against Ubisoft management and HR for sexual harassment and mismanagement. These have not been truly addressed yet. They've been kind of shuffling people around. Keep that in mind before you buy the games or anything like that. Uh, we have the full article about that on our website. Now, the first game that we're going to be talking about from Ubisoft was actually leaked by this little leaking company called Nintendo. <laughs> the morning of E3, they announced early Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. So this is going to be a sequel to the old Mario and Rabbids game that came out in 2017. It looks like we're with the same crew. They're adding a few little uh, like the Starro guys and stuff like that are in this one. Everybody seems to have ranged weapons. It's very bright. It's very beautiful. Now, here's the key with this game. This thing is like ramped up to 11 when you look at the graphics on it. My prediction is that this is the first Nintendo Switch Pro game. The way they have all these amazing colors and like extra particle effects and stuff like that, that really feels like something that they're going to be pushing like the HDR for. HDR on this game could really do a lot of good. Uh, 4K beauty. I think this game is going to be a Nintendo Switch Pro game. You can get your hands on Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope coming in 2022. We're going to talk about the game that is making waves at E3 Day 1. I think this is probably the most exciting game at E3 I'm going to throw out there. That is Avatar Frontiers of Pandoria. This follows the film, the movie Avatar, the one with James Cameron. He has a minimum of four more movies on the way. It feels like 17 different movies coming. But he has four of them. The trailer that we got shows an open world, which is very popular with Ubisoft. They like to do those open world games. And it looks like that's what we have again, is another open world game. So let's look at the positives before we go too far. I right away, you know, of course, I want to jump on the bandwagon of like, oh God, like I don't want any more Avatar stuff, but whatever. Ubisoft does a really good job with open worlds. And this is the world that would be fun to explore. We have the floating, the floating rocks. We have uh, a lot of different plant life and animal life here. And we know that we can bond with a lot of that animal life. We see that our character um, will be able to ride one of the like pterodactyl animals. That's pretty cool. So there is a lot to love here. But I am going to stay cautious. 
I really don't want this to just feel like a shoehorned way of getting the Avatar name out there ahead of the four movies. I think James Cameron is going into the Avatar franchise much like um, the Lord of the Rings franchise. The problem is the Lord of the Rings franchise is based off of a beloved book series that had so much lore around it. Avatar has nothing except for whatever James Cameron says exists. And I don't trust him 100%, guys. Um, he's not a terrible director, but I just don't trust him 100%. This game, uh, we're definitely going to be using a bow and arrow. It shows us doing combat from the horse or from the back of the pterodactyl against humans. Likely we'll play just as the Navi, but we might play as the humans as well. It did show that they have a full arsenal. Uh, but assuming we could assume that we'd be uh, fighting against them. That just makes sense. It'll be coming in 2022 on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PC, Stadia, and Luna. So everything. The Luna, by the way, guys, I know you haven't heard of that very much. That is um, Amazon's little streaming service they got over there, which apparently is doing okay. It's not doing great. It's doing okay. We got a whole new cinematic for Far Cry 6. This one shows the amazing, Giancarlo Esposito playing the villain for Far Cry 6. We got a full scene where he's going into a boat full of the uh, rebels and stuff like that, which I don't think they're actually rebels at this point in the game. And he basically does like classic Breaking Bad villain kind of stuff, right? It fits pretty well. <laughs> um, we also found out that when you get Far Cry 6 season pass, that's going to include some gameplay that, that will let you play as the past villains for Far Cry, the past three. So, um, which are very iconic villains. Uh, Vaz, the one from Far Cry 3, of course, is like everybody's favorite. I'm a big fan of the other two. Uh, so we got all that. Plus, it'll come with Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. They did not say that that was a reboot or a remaster, but I presume if they're going to be advertising Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, it's going to be a remastered version. That also is a fan favorite. Everybody liked the 80s, like metal and punk and, you know, <laughs> vibe of that game. So that'd be really cool. Giancarlo Esposito will be a very good bad guy. We know that for sure. Far Cry always does really well with their villains, and they're toting it now. Far Cry actually stepped outside of their norm and announced that this game is political. They've always said, like, oh, no, our games are not political, when they clearly are. And this one, they're just accepting it. They're like, yeah, we're being political in this, in this one. So keep that in mind. I, I don't really know the story enough to say if I'm with the policies or not, but just keep that in mind when you play the game. It's kind of like when you're playing Assassin's Creed game, before you start, every Assassin's Creed has a message in the beginning saying that this game was developed by a diverse team, yada, yada, yada. So because they do touch on Christianity and stuff like that, so people may be offended. I think Far Cry 6 might be stepping into that where they're kind of be like, hey, guess what? These are just our beliefs. If you don't like it, that's OK. You know, we'll have to see what they do. Uh, it's a big step for Ubisoft. And um, I think it's OK. I think it's OK to tell stories and stuff like that that are political. It's just. Be aware that as a purchaser, you might be not be a fan. I think I will be because it seems like it's the story I like, but we'll go on from there. Well, I'm sure we'll play it and we'll review it and we'll let you know. Next up, TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is joining Brawlhalla. Y'all, this is great. Brawlhalla is a 2D fighting game. It's basically like Smash Brothers, but they just like are Fortniting it up. Like they bring in a lot of cool people that you can play as. So here you have Raphael, Michelangelo, Leonardo, Donatello, they're all joining Brawlhalla, and they look awesome. They actually look like the early 90s version of TMNT, so of course the best version of TMNT. And they all have their weapons, their unique weapons, doing the fighting stuff, and oh, it just looks so cool. Um, one thing that was really neat is Ubisoft was actually showing clips from Brawlhalla during the event, and there was just like these really awesome, cool scenes and how fast that action can be. Uh, I haven't played Brawlhalla a lot. I played it a little bit when it first came out, 
I need to get back into that game. Because, man, that just looks so much fun. So stick around on the Geek Freaks uh, <laughs> stream. Might be seeing me jump in on some Brawlhalla. Watch Dogs Legion, which has been a successful game for, um, for Ubisoft, has their first big DLC called Bloodlines coming out. Basically, in this game, Aiden uh, Pierce is back. So, you know, they're bringing in some, some fame uh, from the old games. and They got Wrench coming in, too. So this is going to be some, like, uh, expanding the story of Legion and tying in Watch Dogs 1 and 2, I assume. Um, I, I played a little bit of one of two, actually. I owned one and didn't have any touched yet, but I played a little bit of two. And um, I believe that's the character there. You know, hear me out if I'm wrong, but I believe that's the character you're going to be playing as. So that's pretty cool. Rainbow Six Extraction looks gorgeous. Now, this, I believe, was the game that was supposed to be called Rainbow Six Quarantine. They changed the name due to the fact that it was a little too close to COVID. So they changed it to Extraction. This game looks like it's their version of Back for Blood, which is basically Left 4 Dead 3. You know what I'm saying? So it feels like a Left 4 Dead. Uh, you're definitely in squad bases. You're going in. You have, you know, you choose different characters. You're saving uh, old team members. There is a fungus that's spreading around, and the fungus turns people or creates these zombie-like creatures. You get a very major Left 4 Dead vibe. I'm on board with this. Don't get me wrong. I am on board with this. But just kind of keep that in mind. Like, Back for Blood, I think, is going to be a better version of this game. <laughs> I'm so excited for Back for Blood. Uh, we already have everybody, like, you know, buying the game and getting ready to go hardcore on that. So I'm predicting that that's going to be a better game. But we'll have to see. It's, it's going to be good. I'm glad Rainbow Six is, is spreading their wings. Surprise hit. Riders Republic for Ubisoft. They announced this game last year, and it did pique everybody's interest back then, too. But, I mean, this thing looks like it is just a ton of fun. You guys remember playing 1080, that snowboarding game? This is that on all the steroids. I mean, you're talking about these, like, I don't know, 60 players at one time, all snowboarding down the hill at one time. Uh, these massive, like, biking trails with everybody on them. It just looks like such a free-for-all. I mean, it looks so fun. Um, we have an array of sports from snowboarding, uh, surfing or uh, uh, um, skiing and and we have biking and all kinds of different things like that there's all kinds of stuff while you're on the hill uh this looks great there the uh the wingsuits oh my god how do they control these wingsuits they look so so cool that is riders republic i will purchase this game and it will be the first time i purchase a sports game in a very long time but i will purchase this game and be playing it uh so you guys got my money there ubisoft yeah you always do always do we got our first trailer for Thunderbird. That's a new character joining Rainbow Six Siege. She is a healer from my understanding. And I, from my understanding, she's actually kind of uh, too strong. But we'll see how that works out. Uh, she's going to be releasing on June 14th. So you guys go and get playing on that real soon. Um, that is Thunderbird for Rainbow Six Siege. The trailer was just basically kind of developing her character, giving everybody a little bit of a, of a stance on who she is and stuff like that and kind of developing her so it was it was cool it was, it was always nice to see really nice old school animation by the way felt like a 90s cartoon movie animation it was really cool i think you guys are gonna like it. we're almost done this is the last game that was revealed at uh at ubisoft so we have i know right game that tells you something else uh, assassin's creed valhalla has a new expansion on the horizon they already have one coming up that's whatever but the new expansion that's on the horizon they're teasing is odin so uh, you're going to be going in after Odin. They show like a portal that you'll be walking through that has runes on the side of it. This is straight up God of War. They're doing the God of War because I can't think of anything you would do that's, I mean, 
I guess, yeah, in the old, old school Assassin's Creed, there was like a mystical side to a lot of this stuff. But in recent years, I don't remember that being a big thing. And here we are. Uh, you are able to go through there and apparently fight Odin is what it sounds like. So that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty neat. Last two things from Ubisoft. We have Mythic Quest Season 2 trailer. Uh, it's the continuation of Mythic Quest. You have a lot of like uh, fan favorite actors joining this cast. That'll be pretty cool. And then we have a brand new movie coming from Ubisoft. This is Werewolf Within. Werewolves Within, I'm sorry. Um, it's got Sam Richardson's. That's all I really need to tell you guys. He's amazing. But this looks like it's going to be a funny uh, werewolf movie, but treated like a zombie movie almost. So it's, it's just going to be a real hoot to watch. Uh, it's coming to theaters June 25th and then video on demand on July 2nd. We will review the hell out of this movie. This looks really, really fun. All right, now we're going to look at Gearbox. Gearbox had a shorter show. It was a lot more filler in it. Uh, quite disappointing, if I'm being honest with you. Um, first off, let's start with Tribes of Midgard. This is the highlight for me from them. This is a uh, up to 10 player co-op survival game where you're going around and you're building your fort. Think of Valhalla mixed with, uh, you know, uh, Diablo, like three with up to 10 players. Like, I think that might be the best hybrid of it. Very bright, very beautiful, a lot of colors. Uh, the embrace of the Norse mythology in, in gaming lately has been exciting. As a guy who's always thought that it was kind of neat, I, I'm, I'm really down for this. We're seeing it with, of course, Assassin's Creed, something we just talked about, and of course, God of War, which I cannot wait for the sequel for that. So, uh, always, always good. Next, we have Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Tiny Tina is from Borderlands. Uh, this is her own spinoff game. It's basically Borderlands in a fantasy world. Um, it took me a bit to grasp that, but once you realize it, you're like, oh yeah, I'm on board. Um, it is still a sh looter shooter, like they were saying in the, in the trailer. Um, and it looks pretty fun, but it's going to be arriving in 2022. I think this could be a whole new franchise for uh, Gearbox. They really need to grasp some more. They basically have Borderlands. They lean on that like crazy. And they got Godfall that's not really taking off. So I think Tiny Tina's Wonderland might be a whole new franchise they'll be building on. Speaking of Godfall, we have Godfall Fire and Darkness, the first big DLC coming to the game. This is going to be expanding the game quite a bit. Um, you're going to have new uh, battles, new bosses, and new abilities all out of the game. One huge highlight is it's going to be coming to the PS4 as well, originally just for the PS5. The reason they're doing this, a lot of games are starting to look into this, is because the PS5 was so hard to get a hold of that players are just not playing their game. They don't have a PS5. They can't do it. So now they're trying to find a way around it. We have little little snippets of Homeworld 3. Uh, if you guys are Homeworld fans, from I think 2001 is when it first came out. They're working on the third game. They're also working on a remaster for the first two games so that you guys can kind of get caught up. If you guys haven't played them yet, there's a lot of huge fans out there. The um, kind of the space-based battling game, it should be a big, uh, it should be a lot of fun, especially on the better computers that we have today. I really think this game is going to serve well by the upgraded technology that we have around now. Lastly, out of Gearbox, we got Borderlands, the film. This is kind of a mess. Really, Gearbox could have just showed us a trailer and it would have been much more productive. But instead, it was the um, like owner of Gearbox basically walking around talking to different people on set. It was such a mess and it was like spread out throughout the entire live stream. Uh, it finished off with Kevin Hart, who's clearly not really wanting to do this. Uh, if you guys paid attention, uh, the live stream, by the way, is on our website. Um, you're watching, he's like hyped during the actual conversation. And then like when the conversation is done, he's like, shut the door to my trailer. <laughs> like He was just not wanting to do that part. Understandably, he's an actor. He's busy. Um, I'm looking forward to this movie. I think it's actually going to be a really good movie. I think Borderlands lends itself to being a movie quite well, and I think it could be a good series. Um, 
it was just presented poorly by Gearbox. I really think they kind of messed up on that. Lastly, I want to talk about DVSI. DVSI had their own stream. Uh, it was uh, well attended and, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, DVSI Entertainment has a lot of great games coming to you guys. Uh, one game in particular that I'm excited for that we're going to be talking about a lot in this upcoming week is uh, Arcan. Okay, it's Arcan. It's tricky because it's A-R-C-H-E-A-N. Uh, I had to double check that. And it's like a, a classic RPG game. Think of like a fable, um, but it's developed by a small team. So this is an indie developer. They got a lot of cool games coming up. They have horror games like Awoken. Uh, they've got, they're, they're taking a already card-based game and they're actually making it digital so people can get their hands on it. They also do books and they do some movies and stuff like that. So we're going to be talking to DVSI Entertainment about this Arcane game. Uh, we have a full write-up on them. They were actually our first indie spotlight of the week. So head to our website, check out DVSI Entertainment, uh, and you guys are going to see a lot more of them coming up soon from us. So that's really cool. They're a pretty cool group. All right, guys, that's day one for E3. Uh, we got day two, three, and four, and then we'll do like a recap. We might do day four, a big recap of everything. Pick our winners. Uh, from this day, the winner has to be the Avatar game out of Ubisoft. I'm not necessarily a fan of it, but watching it trend on the internet and watching everybody react to it, it's definitely the one that hit, hit home. Um, that's the one everybody's excited for. So Avatar from Ubisoft, I'll, I'll, I'll try to stay open-minded for it. I'm not a big fan of Avatar necessarily. I was when the movie first came out, but we'll see how it goes. I trust that it's going to be a fun open-world game. Anyways, guys, that's just going to be a quick one for E3 Day 1. I hope you guys enjoy. And I am excited to share with E3 with you guys. Uh, every day it's out. Uh, we're going to have more of the guys come on for the other episodes, so it'll be a little bit more of a back and forth. Uh, we hope you guys have an excellent week, and enjoy E3. Tomorrow is Microsoft, and the day after is Nintendo. Those are the heavy hitters. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.